really wanted to do something unique for starting this episode, but we're just going to go with this. Welcome to Disney Plus The Boys, an unofficial Disney Plus podcast. Say hi, Hayden, or say anything. No, say something that's not hi, but just so we know you exist. I exist. Awesome. And I resent it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> we see. Say something. Hello. You said don't say hi. I yep yep. You're really smart. You're running low on Tic Tacs already. Yeah, I mean, I've been needing them. I guess still have. Didn't you start with like almost a full box and now? <laughs> I started with half a box. Oh okay, but still, it's that's still like a quarter. That's, an unhealthy, of that's still an unhealthy I've been, I've been eating a lot of Tic Tacs to put down your mouth. Like depending on how long this is, I might eat another box <laughs> of those peppermint Tic Tacs. All right. What did you guys do this week? Do you guys have anything interesting that happened? I returned home from Missouri. Mm. Actually, um, I, uh, a funny little anecdote is I almost got arrested by the TSA in Columbia. Very nice. Oh? Yeah, so basically what happened was you need to have your ID to get on the plane now. Like, even if you're not flying internationally, you need to have an ID. Yeah. And so my ID that I had with me was my passport, which I got six years ago. Uh-oh. <laughs> And so when I walked up to the lady, she was like, okay, please take your mask off. And she held up the ID to like check if it was me. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but I look different than I probably looked when I was six years old. But with the, the beard and the taller and the acne. And so, and so she looked at it, looked at me and looked back at it and was like, sir, could you step aside for a moment? <laughs> and then she called over, over another agent. And then they were looking at the picture, looking at me and talking to each other. And then my parents saw what was happening. It was like, no, 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 no. That was from six years ago. He's fine. And something that also probably didn't help is because they ask questions if they're ever suspicious. Oh, no. And so they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm 17. (laughs) But I'm 18. Oh, no. (laughs) And they're like, okay, please step aside. When was your birthday? And it's like, July 2nd, 2002. Oh, wait. (laughs) That is amazing. But I was able to get through. Funny story. I similarly have a TSA anecdote. Oh. <laughs> from this past week? Um, No, not from this past week. So every time we go to North Carolina, which is where my grandparents live, we take a pound cake with us in the carry-on. But it's a super dense cake. And so we always get stopped by the TSA because it looks like a bomb when going through the x-ray thing. And then another time I got stopped for standard procedure extra screening. And at this time I was like 12 and you're like, you really think I like have a bomb in my backpack or something? Like I'm 12. <laughs> um, and Aryan. <laughs> and it's like, okay. But like, they had to like take my backpack search everything in it swab everything in it and like basically i had to like do super extensive double checks basically yeah and i was like seriously i'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i want to talk about this because i also have something interesting that happened to me this week this week i got a library card like Why? I, I renewed it <laughs> but dude libraries offer so much crap and i was completely unaware so 
the reason why I did it was like, hey, maybe there's some, there's a couple comics that like I may want to read or like graphic novels. So I went, okay. So I went to go, I did the library card thing online and I went on like the online resources that they provide. Holy crap, dude. They have so much comics that I can read and it is freaking insane. And not only that, but I decided to see if they had any movies for me to like pick up from yeah, they've done movies. the library and they have a crap ton of movies too so what they i have decided, movies they have music they have everything yeah so what i decided to do is i've always wanted to watch the alien movies because i played the game alien isolation like two years ago and i love that game and generally what <laughs> oh i thought that game was terrible I, like i've heard that that game was terrible but i oh, don't know no, it's fantastic i think it actually got high ratings I'm thinking of a different alien game yeah, I think so. But Alien Isolation is, like, the newest game. And so it's really good, and I really liked it. And generally, even as, like, a kid, I always found the design of, like, the alien xenomorph really, really interesting and cool. And I still love it. Like, it's probably my favorite design of all time to this day. And so I decided, hey, I'm going to borrow the first four alien movies from the library. And I did, and I watched them. How were they, Blake? Uh, I mean, for, like, the first two, like, Alien and Aliens, like, those are classic movies, so, like, there's nothing yeah. bad I can say about them. People seem to hate Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, but honestly, I kind of liked Alien 3. I think its plot as a whole was, like, not the best when compared to Alien and Aliens, but it did some interesting things that were different, and same thing when they Alien Resurrection. Like, there were some smart things that they did, but... Alien Resurrection is probably my least favorite. The way I'd probably rank it is... I personally really like Aliens, so number one would probably be Aliens, then Alien, then Alien 3, then Alien Resurrection. Interesting. Um, But I still generally pretty much like Alien 3. Like, I would say I like Alien 3, I don't not like it. But the thing that weirds me out in Alien 3, I'm gonna go ahead and kind of spoil the ending of Alien 3 if you don't mind. Better not. So, they, like, try to defeat the alien by, like, pouring, like, lead, like, molten lead or something on it. And they're like, oh, we killed it. And then it hops out and it's still alive. And they go, oh, let's pour water on it. And they pour water on it and it explodes. Is there any science behind how that works? It's, like, rapid cooling. That sounds like the ending of um, Desolation of Smog, where they just pour gold on them. Like, I don't think it technically makes sense, but, like, I can see what they were trying to do, I think. Because, like, it still had lead on him, so I don't know if there's some weird reaction between, like, lead and... Oh, it might be one of those metals that, like, has a reaction with water. I sure hope so, because it exploded, and I was like, how does... what? (laughs) I don't know if molten lead does. Um, it does not. I just looked it up. It does not react with water. Cool. Hold on. I'm gonna look it up then. Although the alien is covered in molten metal, it escapes the mold, but Ripley activates the fire sprinklers, causing its molten metal exoskeleton to cool rapidly and shatter, blowing it apart. Oh. So it's just movie so magic. Kind of right. It's just movie magic. <laughs> yeah, yes. It explodes because it needed to. Seems about right. All right! <laughs> Excellent. Is that what movie we're talking about? No, we have to do news first. Yeah. Crap. Thank you, Weezy. 
So we only have one article of news because our we're recording a little bit earlier, so there will probably be other news, but we may not be able to talk about it. Or editor Blake, future me, will probably throw it in if there's anything worth mentioning. <laughs> yes, yes I will. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> had something in my throat there. <clears> throat> Hi, this is Blake. Editor Blake, from the future. Uh, yeah, there was some news that came out this week that we were not able to talk about because that news didn't exist at the time, so I'm just gonna verbal vomit that news onto you. So if you want to read any more about these bits of news, you can just go to the show notes or the episode notes, and I have the links to the tweets or videos or articles that these small bits of news are from especially for the one that we're actually going to talk about you know me with hayden we see not editor blake talking to himself with his microphone in his room all alone so in this first small mini bit of news there is a new nat geo series uh that's going to be a disney plus original that's going to be called Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom that will be coming out September 25th and will be narrated by Josh Gad. So you may notice that we haven't really talked about National Geographic stuff, so this may not be at the top of our list to really talk about. And also if it's Animal Kingdom, we may not really talk about it because we're in California, not where Disney World is in Florida. Uh, you know, but we may get around to it. Uh, we have actually discussed doing documentary stuff and National Geographic shows and movies. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe we'll start getting on that pretty soon. Not this one specifically, but other ones and kind of get us warmed up for this one. So get excited for that. I'll link that tweet in the show notes. And then I guess one other thing, there is a both a clip and a trailer for Phineas and Ferb Candace Against the Universe, the Disney Plus original movie that's coming to Disney Plus in August, at the end of August, August 28th. And, you know, we're going to be talking about that a week after it comes out. So I believe that's September 4th, let's say. some It was somewhere around there, somewhere around that time. So that's when we're going to put our episode out on that. Uh, so, you know, maybe get yourself Phineas and Ferbed up and watch the trailer and the clip. I'll link both of those in the show notes as well. There is also a trailer for the new Mulan movie that is coming exclusively to Disney Plus or premiering exclusively on Disney Plus. I don't want to talk too much about it because we actually talk about that this week with Hayden Weezy. So I won't talk much about it, but... Uh, there's a trailer out for it, so I'll link have I'll provide a link to that as well. And there was also the announcement of a Lego Star Wars Holiday Special that is just called the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, and it's going to be a Disney Plus original, uh, and it will premiere November seventeenth. It looks like a lego star wars movie thing so it yeah it looks weird 
uh, I'll link the images on the, I'll link the tweet, but it looks wild. It looks like a holiday special for Star Wars. Uh, people have been talking about how Star Wars doesn't have a really great record on uh, holiday specials. So we'll see how well Lego Star Wars will handle it. Um, it looks like it's going to primarily take place in like the Resistance era. Like, you know, Force Awakens era. Um, I don't think it will be canon. I am pretty positive about that. But maybe we'll watch this. This will be one of our Christmas uh, episodes. <laughs> Alright. Now that's all the news on the editor Blake side. Uh, now let's get to the real stuff. The real news. What we really want to talk about. I mean, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is pretty cool. But I'm talking too much. I should probably just let myself go. Editor Blake out. So... This is the biggest thing in news, and Editor Blake mentioned this in the last episode. Mulan is heading to Disney Plus for $30. This comes from CNN.com, and in the article it says, quote, Disney announced on Tuesday that the remake of the 1998 animated classic will be heading to Disney Plus, the company's new streaming service, for an additional fee of $29.99. The film will be available on September 4th. End quote. Now, this is kind of a controversial decision. Do you guys have any immediate thoughts on it? It's stupid. Okay, hate it. Really? Why is it stupid? Because it's 30 bucks when you're already paying for the subscription. Oh, wait, wait, wait. hold on. So my question is, so once you pay for the movie do you just like own the movie or is it just rented for like a one-time watch like if you pay 30 dollars for it do you just like have it so everyone seemed to be under the impression that you're renting it which is usual like the vod releases have been like trolls world tour that was a 20 dollar rental which made mm -hmm. sense because say you normally in a theater each individual person would spend around 10 10 12 dollars to see it yeah so, like, for me to go to a movie, usually, usually alone, <laughs> I usually <laughs> go to a movie, grab some snacks, I usually go, like, matinee, and then it's, like, $15 for me, maybe, to go see a movie. So, like, I'd be willing to pay $20, but $30 for renting a movie? I don't know how I feel about that. But here's the thing. Disney said that if you buy it, you own it on Disney+. Plus. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, that does make it better, but it, I still don't think I want to pay 30 extra bucks. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to watch this movie anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't care that much. I wanted to watch this movie, but me dropping $30, I don't know how I feel about that. But there's yeah. also another line of how long are we going to have to wait for it to come on Disney Plus for usual subscribers? That is true. Because, like... If they're treating this like a theatrical release almost, we may not be seeing Mulan. To like 2022. Like... Not 2022, 20... 2021. I was, was going to say that. It's like, holy crap, dude. <laughs> or like the end of this year, which is a yeah. a bit of a long time. And like The end of this year is just a couple months away. Oh, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, but like still that's like... <laughs> It's still, like, four months. That's still a little while of not... Do you know how time works? So here's what I'm thinking. 
me personally, I don't think I'll buy it, but my family might. Because, like, here's the thing. This is meant for families. Like, yeah. even if it was $30 just for rental, some families would still do it. But here's another thing. They're doing it only on Disney+. Plus, With a fee. So it's like you have to have the subscription. That you're already paying for. Yeah. And then you have to pay an extra $30. Like, that seems kind of unfair. Watch one movie. Like, yes. I feel like it should be $30 if you don't have Disney Plus and, like, 20 or $15 if you do. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like a discount. But yeah. even then, here's why it kind of makes sense. So this is what I've heard, and it makes me feel better about it. I may not totally agree with it. So Trolls World Tour. What Trolls World Tour did is that it's available on Amazon... It's available on iTunes, it's available, you know, it's at any of the places you can rent or buy movies. So it's $20, which, you know, makes sense. Like, it's like, they're trying to treat this like a somewhat of a theater early access experience. That's fine. Disney's only doing Disney+. Plus. But here's what's good about that. That means that they're going to get all the money that's going to be paid to see Mulan is going to go straight to them. Unlike the theaters where they're paying for them to distribute it or like iTunes, Amazon, whatnot, they're paying for that like to be distributed. This way they're going to get all the money. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. then just make it $15 instead of 30. Yeah, it still seems kind of like if you know you're going to be getting all the money, I feel like you could make it cheaper. But like also here's the thing, like it's not just a normal rental. Like, we get it indefinitely. Yeah. So, like, for me, now I feel better about the $30. Because $20 is me buying a normal movie. Like, if I go to a movie and I leave and I'm just immediately handed a copy of the DVD of the movie that I just saw, then, like, that's not $15. That doesn't seem like a fair price. Yeah. But maybe around $30 or $25, that could make sense. So that's how I'm trying to think of it. I'm a little bit more understanding now, now that I know more info about it. I'm still kind of like, the reason theaters are expensive are because you're getting the theater experience. That too, yeah. No, trust me, I'm total fan of theater experience. Yeah, I know. And with that Mulan news out of the way, Hayden, you want to tell us what's new on Disney Plus this week? Sure. Alright, so what's coming to Disney Plus this week? A new episode of Weird But True. Zombies 2. Hey, that rhymes. A new episode of Muppets Now. The Greatest Showman. Ant-Man and the Wasp. A new episode of One Day at Disney. Magic Camp. Season 1 of Alaska Animal Rescue. India's Wild Leopards. And I think Matthew takes over. Yes. Also coming this week to Disney Plus... Jungle Animal Rescue Season 1, Season 1 of Nature Boom Time, Season 1 of Sam's Zookeeper Challenge, the first season of Scuba Sam's World, the first season of Spaced Out, Tots, first season, Tots, Calling All Tots, Season 1, as well as the first season of Wild Cats of India. Thank you, fellas. You're welcome, Blake. Wait, guys, I think these Tic Tacs are expired. You're gonna get food poisoning. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna die on screen.
<laughs> you just hear a big. Aiden. <laughs> Aiden. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our main discussion. So this week, we're talking about X-Men. Woo! All right. Yay. You guys seem excited, seem excited about that. Um, yeah. I actually am excited about it. Yeah. And we don't really know what... I mean, I kind of know what we how Weezy feels about it, just because of prior knowledge when he watched this movie before. But I have no idea how Hayden liked this movie, so I'm really excited to see what he thinks about it. This is the first time I ever watched it. Yay. All right. So before we get into actually discussing it, let's do the Disney Plus synopsis. Yay! Disney Woo. Plus synopsis time. The X-Men, a group of mutants with extraordinary powers, wage a fight against both intolerance and a fellow band of radical mutants intent on exterminating the human race. Totally radical, man. <laughs> radical. <laughs> Let's go get some waves, bro. <laughs> I don't think that's the radical they were talking about. <laughs> whatever. Alright, so I first want to talk about just the X-Men in general, like not totally including the movie. So okay. for those who don't know, because some people may not actually be aware, Marvel, before we had the MCU, literally what was popular for Marvel was Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Literally, yep. nobody really knew who the Avengers were unless you read the comics. Mm -hmm. So the MCU... If the MCU had the rights to X-Men when they first started it, I can guarantee you they would have started with an X-Men movie. Because yeah. X-Men was the popular thing. Literally, the Avengers and most of the heroes on there were C-level characters. Mm -hmm. And then they released Iron Man, they released all those movies, and they turned out to be phenomenal. And now people talk more about Iron Man than Wolverine. Yeah. Which I feel like people don't realize because nowadays, whenever there's a character that's not in the MCU, people tend to be like, oh, that character is stupid. I don't care about them. And then three years later, they're introduced in the MCU and they're like, oh, dude, I love Invisible yeah. Woman. And, you know, whatever. Um, that's just how Marvel fans be, which is great. I don't really know. This movie is a generally popular movie, but it's looked over nowadays by the MCU. Which is unfortunate, because personally, I mean, I think you guys already know this, I like this movie. Yeah. I would probably go, I'm not sure how much I'd say, like, I don't know if I'd go up to, I really like this movie, but it's close. So do we just want to go ahead and jump right in and get started with it? Yes. So, I didn't have anything really to note on the opening, so I'm gonna kind of jump right to the rogue scene. You mean the, the Nazi scene? Yeah, I, I didn't really have anything on that scene. Oh, and by rogue scene, do you mean the one where she kisses the guy? Yeah. And he dies? Yeah. Or, well, he doesn't die. He like... goes into a coma for three weeks. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we're starting in the Holocaust. Yay. Like... Yeah, and then you find out there's a mutant in the Holocaust. Specifically Magneto. A force-sensitive. Yeah. No, it's Magneto. Mag force sensitive. Magnetic okay. sensitive. So force sensitive. With only metal stuff. <laughs> Magnetic force sensitive. I was just gonna say that like that introduction to Magneto is I think is really well done. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you see his anger contrasted with what we later see with Professor X. Mm-hmm. So I just had a note, not really on the scene with Rogue and her boyfriend in general, but on just the general idea of Rogue. I'd probably be driven mad if I had the powers that Rogue had. Yeah. Rogue's powers really, like, not suck in the way that, like, they're the worst superpower I've ever heard of, but suck in the way of I'd hate to have them. Yeah. And I think that gets at, like, part of the whole X-Men series, one of the themes they revisit a couple times is, like, the mutants didn't choose to be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, like, if given a choice, some of them probably wouldn't want to be like this. Yeah. So it's a bummer for Rogue. Um, I'm just gonna give a quick my quick thoughts on Rogue. I actually liked Rogue as a character. I can mm-hmm. see people thinking that she may be annoying, but I actually really liked her in this movie. I don't know why. Do you guys have any thoughts on her? I think the character itself is kind of cool. I think the performance was kind of a... Eh. Okay. Okay. I, I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. I Like Blake was saying, I, I don't find her annoying, really. I find her, like, she seems like a teenager kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, awkward and annoying to the point that is normal for a teenager. Yeah. And so I don't personally find her annoying, and I like the character, so. Do you want to talk the about mutants and how they're represented in this modern-day society? they are segregated against because people are scared of them segregated against yes <laughs> um and especially um the like main human bad guy is senator kelly yeah. who wants to pass the mutant registration act which would make all mutants register themselves so that basically everyone knows if you're a mutant or not and so that like you would get sent somewhere else. You wouldn't be allowed in a normal school because you're a walking weapon kind of thing. Yeah. And I found it interesting, um, his similarities to Senator McCarthy, the real world. During the Cold War? Yeah. Where he's like, I have a list of known mutants in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they represented mutants in the modern day very 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 well yeah because comics comics are too busy really to deal with like they're too busy dealing with fights in like a 20 page yeah comic book and they don't have much time to deal with how outsiders view the mutants like yeah they do the traditional like oh we don't like mutants mutants are dangerous but this movie does a really good job of this is what it would seem like if there were Mm -hmm. mutants in our lives like a lot of people would be angry because like I see both points. Like, one point is, like, they weren't born with these. It's not their fault. You shouldn't punish them because they were born with these powers. They couldn't do anything against it. But then, like, the normal people that are fighting for, like, like human rights and not, like, mutants, they're saying they are walking weapons, which is, like, true. Like, if you had someone like Scott, uh, Cyclops, in yeah. your school, that would be horribly dangerous. Yeah. And later when Kelly is on the helicopter and he's on the phone with the guy and he's like, I don't see a difference between a kid with a gun in a school and a kid who's a mutant in a school. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting idea. And like like you said, I can see both sides. Mm -hmm. 
honestly, like, if this happened in real time, I wouldn't know which side I'd really want to be on. Yeah, and I definitely think the reaction that we see from humans in... We see? (laughs) Shut Uh... up. (laughs) We always have to do it. I think the reaction that the audience sees in um, (laughs) the movie would be what the world would actually do if there were actually mutants. Like, the best scenario was making a school specifically for mutants. That was Mm -hmm. the best idea. Like, like, I feel like in the modern day, in our society, that would probably occur in the same way. Um, There's a lot less endangerment to the general public. Yeah. So I like that. And I really liked how that was represented. Uh, Watching this again after a while, I thought that they did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any opinions on that, Hayden? Um, I don't think it was as good as you guys say it was. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily have an issue with it, but uh, it still feels like comic booky. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. yes. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It wasn't bad. It yeah. wasn't my like. I, I don't think it was um so like wonderful and introspective that it made me like change my view in the entire movie yeah i just think it was done well enough to not make me think it was stupid okay yeah and that's your opinion (laughs) you'll find i'm uh far more cynical when it comes to superhero movies (laughs) i really like patrick stewart and ian mckellen uh like both of those actors are completely amazing in everything they do and i think they portray eric and xavier so well yeah Mm -hmm. their relationship reminds me of like because it's like the friend thing but it's like they're still enemies there's like almost like hero villain relationship that reminds me of that kind of like i feel like it has something in star wars like it almost like an obi-wan and darth vader kind of thing but not totally but also even like a ray and kylo kind of thing i think it's closer to ray and kylo than obi-wan and darth vader but that because it's like they're enemies yes but they can have these like weird conversations where it's like they're friends and there's like a relationship of sorts yeah Mm -hmm. this uh movie's depiction of that relationship is i i really like that it's just a really interesting perspective my favorite part about the entire movie was the relationship between captain picard and uh gandalf Mm. (laughs) thank you so my next point was and this isn't just this movie but it's other movies i always feel like odd or uncomfortable whenever mutants or superpowered individuals use their powers to their benefits but like as a human so i'm referring to logan and wolverine in the like, like cage, cage fight match. Oh, the fight scene cage match yeah i always feel just uncomfortable because it's unfair and yeah I don't know, like, for some reason, that always makes me, like, you shouldn't be doing that, no. Yeah, but, like, I think it's a really good introduction to his character that, like... Oh, totally, yeah. He's, like, this tough guy who doesn't want to deal with anyone else, and, like, he honestly doesn't care for the rules. Mm -hmm. And speaking of Logan, I really like Logan's representation in this movie. Yeah. I think this is one of his best Wolverine movies. Yeah. So I've never been a fan of Wolverine in the comics or even in like some shows. Yeah. He's always represented as this character that's like, oh, what you doing, bub? 
And, like, that's just him. He always says bub. He's always, like, this big, tough guy and just, like, you know, like, oh, smoking a cigar. It's, like, it's hard to relate to a character like that. So I've only read a couple comics with him in it. The only comic that I've read that focuses strictly on him was, like, one of the first graphic novels. And it was him with, like, some love that he had in Japan. It was just weird. And I just didn't really care. This movie, I think, does a really good job of representing him. Because he doesn't feel, yeah. like, not Wolverine, but he doesn't feel completely stereotypical Wolverine, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems I have with comic book Wolverine is he's extremely cocky. Mm-hmm. And, like, this Wolverine is, like, just trying to get through life. Yeah. Like, he's not trying to, like, really deal with anyone. He's just trying to, like, live his life, I guess. Yeah. So, I want to talk about this, because nowadays, I'm still not totally positive how Cyclops works with his goggles. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. Okay, so, it comes up in one of the later X-Men movies. Yeah. They explain it. Yeah, and I think I, I, I think I know a bit of it, but there's still, like, one aspect that I don't understand. Okay, so it's basically, like, if his eyes are open, the laser is shooting out. Yeah. And his goggles have, I think, it's rubies in it. And they basically refract the laser back into his eye. Oh. I think that's what it is. Oh, that's weird. But if he just opens his eyes without the goggles, he just fires at will? Yes. Yeah. If his eyes are open, they are firing. And if they're closed, they're not. How does he shoot them then? He has a little thing where he goes... Yeah, I think it's... Okay, so it is like a button thing or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it, like, opens up the thing or something. Whenever I think he did that, I thought that was him just, like, aiming or something. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, bub. Lock in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, like, that, like, rearranges the crystals or something mm. and allows it to go through or something. I don't know. Wait, but what was your, was your problem? Like, how does he fire? Yeah, my problem was how he fired. Okay, yeah. I think it's just a button on the side of his goggles. Because, like, I was also thinking, like... Like, does he, is he closing his eyes the entire time with the goggles on and then he opens them? (laughs) He needs to have, like, a little walking stick that you can, like, tap around. Okay. (laughs) The thing that bothers me is he wears the, like, sunglasses, which also have the rubies in them. Oh, yeah. Whenever he is, like, in the house, in the school. Mm -hmm. But whenever he goes into public, he wears his goggles. And I feel like it should be the other way around. When they go to the train station, sorry, skipping ahead a little bit. When they go to the train station, he isn't looking. He doesn't think he's going to fight, I don't think. Well, you always have to be prepared when you're a mutant. You always have to be able to just shoot someone. Yeah, that's that's true. But I, okay. I also get what you mean. Because generally... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just joking. He wears the goggles in that scene mm-hmm. because the filmmakers needed him to so he could fight. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. And they also knew that who are, the person they were finding was also um, being hunted down by the enemy. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Wolverine's claws look really good in this movie. They look better, like, in the other movies, but yeah, for, like, 2000, it looks good. With the first scene when they come out of the knuckles, that was, like, yeah. visceral. I was like, oh, shoot, because it was, yeah. like, the skin just opened up and it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, whoa. But they don't look like super CGI in this. Yeah. Mm-mm. In X-Men Origins, they look extremely CGI. Yeah. 
another reason to hate that movie. And I like the like whole car scene when Logan and Rogue are just like driving because their re- their I'm relationship get... <laughs> like <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> their relationship feels like real and like it seems like a genuine like almost father daughter relationship but totally. not quite. Yeah. And I liked the like conversation where she's like when they come out does it hurt and he's like every time which i didn't i i didn't actually know that i thought that it was like you know painless. i thought it was um like assassin's creed <laughs> i think that oh, when they actually get in the car crash i think that part's really funny <laughs> 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 flying out and sliding on the ice shouldn't you put a seatbelt on it's like oh i don't need to put it (laughs) goes flying like buzz Lightyear, infinity and beyond and then he just like walks up and he's got like a huge gash on his forehead and he's like oh what's wrong (laughs) uh and then saber tooth comes yep saber tooth exists yeah i will say all the villains kind of suck unless they're um unless they're gandalf Ian McCown. Um, I will say that the fight with Sabretooth is really good. I like that. Which fight? Well, like, like, exchange, I guess. Right after Which one? the car crash? Yeah, right after the car crash. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I kind of agree with Hayden with this. That the villains in this movie, other than Magneto and Mystique, I don't really like. Well, Mystique, like, none of them have a character other than Magneto. Other than Ian McKellen. At least Mystique is interesting. I, I don't find Sabretooth or Toad interesting. Yeah, like, they're both Sabretooth and Toad are kind of just forgettable. Mm. And Sabretooth could have been better, which is, yeah. which sucks. Sabretooth can be a better character. Toad, mm-hmm. I mean, he's Toad. Like, Toad sucks in the movie and the comics. So it's like, yeah. there's no way to make him good. So... But despite how I, yeah, I, I would say that I don't like Sabretooth, but I still liked the fight scene. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I also feel like the car should have exploded a lot sooner. I don't know, I feel <laughs> like, no, no, not in the way of like, oh, Rogue needed to die, but it took a long time for it to explode. I just like the, I just like the statement, I think the car should have exploded sooner. <laughs> so... How do you guys feel about the black suits of like the X Men? Do you guys like or not like them? Because people can have di- pe- some people have different opinions on on. The oh, you mean they're like they're like um, Power Ranger uniforms? Yes, I know a lot of people's like main reason for disliking them is that they're not the comic suits. They're not like the yellow and blue comic suits, which yeah. like I understand, but I also don't think those suits would have been good in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I agree. I, I'm a big fan of the classic blue and yellow suits that they have in, like, the comics. But I also don't think, especially at this time when this movie came out, it wouldn't have worked. Because nowadays, I feel like you could maybe pull it off. Just, like, not exactly, like, the skin-tight suit, but, like, making it, give it a little bit more of a modern and maybe tech design. Kind of like Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah. You could probably do that. So the MCU... I, I think that may be what they're doing. I don't think they'll do black suits. They'll probably do blue and yellow and make it look kind of like semi-modern. 
Yeah, and I do like when Wolverine's like, I hate these suits, and then Cyclops like, would you prefer yellow spandex? Yeah, which is probably more in reference to Wolverine's classic costume. Yeah, but um, I still, it's also kind of like a yellow and blue suit kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that part was funny. Yeah. Speaking of, like, the black suits and kind of designs, is there any design of characters that you didn't like? Uh, this is actually something I wrote down in my notes. Is um, This uh, goes, like, kind of twofold, but, like, sometimes the visual effects and the character designs look really cool, and sometimes they look, like, really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Toad's design. Yeah, Toad's yeah, design is weird. It's just, like... I don't like Toad, just in general. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody is like, oh, I love Toad. Like, Toad is a great villain. He's not. Um, <laughs> Stop lying. But also, okay, so, at first, I didn't like Mystique's design. Because one, I, at first, I don't understand why she has to look the way she does. Yeah, why she has to look all blue and, yeah. like, naked. Well, well, no, I understand the blue because <laughs> that's, like blue is like part of her character in the comics but why like naked yeah like generally <laughs> pretty exposed and then also all scaly like she like she's some kind of yeah the woman. scales too like that's weird too like i think the scales make sense because it's like they're like those like two-sided colored pillows where like you rub it one way and it's one thing and you <laughs> rub it the other way and it's just, another if thing you, if you rub it mystique, <laughs> she turns into like a green color <laughs> um. <laughs> but i was thinking like logically about how mystique works and when i think about it it actually makes sense because in the comics, she does wear clothes. She wears, like, usually yeah. a white clothes whenever she's, like, in a normal stage. Mm -hmm. But when I was thinking about it, it makes sense for her not to be in other clothes. Because when she disguises herself as someone else, her disguise puts clothes on. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. But I still don't understand why she has to be naked. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, maybe it's it, like, contradicts, like, if she wore, like, a shirt and jeans as, like, normal Mystique, disguising into like logan makes him in like a shirt and jeans which i know she doesn't have to be like um she doesn't have to wear clothes i just mean like why does her design have to be so uh exposed yeah yeah okay like there's ways you can do it where she still technically has no clothes on but it's just her design is different yeah totally okay yeah the senator as the blob is extremely disgusting is he the senate <laughs> okay hayden <laughs> okay you think that he was supposed you think he was supposed to be the blob we see his superpower is like lizard wait or not lizard but like stretchy yeah but like oh i guess blob, the, blob, kind of. the blob has like the blob is just really fat but like, no not the character the blob oh okay just like he just was a blob yeah okay 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 cool. no i don't think he was supposed to be the comic book character the blob yeah yeah is okay, that a comic cool, book but... character yeah, he's, like, some big, like, it's, like, a sumo wrestler to the 10th power, basically. Oh, wow. I do think, like, Magneto's plan was interesting. The idea of, like, they'll understand us once mm. they are mutants, or they'll just die either way. It's not just, like, I want to rule the world! It's, like, actually more of something interesting. Yeah. I think the, the most compelling 
compelling story element it was uh magneto's kind of tie into the holocaust yeah i think that made the most sense where it's like and it's people don't like people who are different and it's like if you make everyone different in the same way they'll all understand each other yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so as much as i think the logan and rogue scene is good and like powerful i guess and yeah unique and unexpected i don't know why one rogue checked on him like in the first place because she's a teenager they're dumb he was yelling in the night and she was concerned for him because like for her he is her only friend at this point yeah is that um the twink with the ice powers bobby yeah Yeah, bobby Bobby flay (laughs) and then also too she didn't put any gloves on which i feel like you may want to put gloves on if you're going to check on someone if you have deadly powers that take away the life force of a person well to be fair she also knew that he might shank her i don't think she did yeah no she didn't know that but no (laughs) i I like to imagine she's like all right i'm gonna go visit this guy he might kill me but you know let's just see how it goes I don't know. I think she wasn't expecting to touch, like, to physically touch him. Or get stabbed. But she was, like, yes. reaching out to touch him. Reach out, touch me. That's Again, not how the this song is goes. just. <laughs> yeah, it is. Again, this is just the kind of thing where the filmmakers needed her to not have gloves on so she could borrow yeah. his regeneration. But, like, when he stabs her, like. That part was funny. I laughed at that part. That part <laughs> oh my just, goodness. That part was really entertaining. <laughs> the last note I took was uh, when I said the car crash was funny. Oh. <laughs> right. I just stopped taking notes because I got bored. <laughs> or not bored, but I got tired of like pausing to take notes. Yeah, I, I yeah. will say that's one thing is I didn't, I wanted to continue watching this movie. It wasn't one of those movies where I, I didn't, like I wanted to get it over with. I kind of wanted to be low, bro. It was entertaining as a movie. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't like Cyclops. Specifically, I don't like Scott. Like really? his human personality. I like Cyclops. I think he's funny. I think it's fun seeing him interact as like foil to um, Mr. Yeah, Wolverine. Like, it's yeah. funny at points, but at points I'm just like, can you not? Like... Favorite joke was when cyclops is like how do we know you're the real wolverine is like you're a d and he's like oh okay <laughs> yeah he like he like pauses and goes okay <laughs> so fair point like, fair point yeah that timing in that joke i think is so funny and is why that is probably my favorite joke in the movie i mean there's not yeah. a lot of jokes but i like that interaction and then just when he's he like checks in on gene and logan and then wolverine's like oh so i expect that you're going to tell me that like to stay away from your girl and he's like well if she like what is it if i I did that she wouldn't be my girl yeah and then he he keeps on talking and then at the end he says oh and logan stay away from my girl and then he just kind of like smirks and walks away oh yeah like he seems like somewhat of a jerk but it's like i i i think he's funny yeah, there are points where I, like, enjoy the comedy that comes from him, but there are other points where I don't. I also like when Cyclops is at the train station, and the kid's and the looking kid. up at him, and he smiles. And, and then the mom takes them away. Dude, Cyclops should have shot her right then. Right then and there. <laughs> you guys say I, I messed up. <laughs> We're laughing. <laughs> just um, takes off his goggles and just... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was actually thinking for like the first little part that Toad was Nightcrawler, and I was like, they look completely different. But then I was like, oh no, that's Toad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Toad is stupid. I think Toad legitimately died because he never comes back. I think he's dead. Yeah, when he got struck yeah. by lightning, and I, I think the worst joke in the entire movie was yes, that is the worst joke. Was when Toad was hanging onto the railing near the end. And Storm was like, do you know what happens when the frog gets hit by lightning? And, and then there's a pause, and he's like, the same thing as anything else. And then he gets hit by lightning and dies. <laughs> yeah, because as, she's, as she pauses, I'm like going, okay, what could it be? Could it be, like, fried a toad? Could it be, like, some?" And, and then she goes, same thing that happens to everyone else. And I was like, uh. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Haha. The theater <laughs> must have laughed really hard at that joke. Um, back to the, like, train station. Yep. Um, I really liked Magneto's, like, standoff with the police. I, I thought that was cool, too. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then when, um, when Jean-Luc Picard took over the goons. Yeah. Also, something that comes before the train station, I love Magneto's, like, fortress and how he designed it around his powers. Like, how when he's walking across mm. the bridge and he just has the metal plates, like, going up in front of him. I thought that was really mm -hmm. cool and interesting. Yeah. So this is just kind of what I was thinking. So Magneto control metal, but yes. which yeah. is technically considered better, control of metal or telekinesis? Like, which is more powerful? I think Magneto has a stronger control over metal than telekinesis does, but telekinesis can control everything. Yeah. But, like, so, like, if you're really strong telekinetically, can you, like, bend metal in the same way that, like, Magneto yeah, does. probably. I would say so, yeah. Okay. In theory, it has not been put to practice yet. I was I was just wondering. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that yeah, I, I feel like that's a fair point. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If I was Magneto, I'd feel kind of gypped if it's like, what? I can only force <laughs> control metal, but you can force control everything? But I think it makes sense if I can yeah. force control metal better than you can force control anything. Yeah. So Rogue gets captured, and the X-Men go to rescue her. I really like the, like, holographic table that the X-Men have. Yeah, that's a cool design. It reminds me of the holographic generators on, like, um, on Umbara from Clone Wars. Yeah. Yes. Squares. No, that was exactly what I was thinking of. I also like Logan flipping off Scott with his claws. Yeah. I thought that was funny too. They're kind of jerks to each other, but they're mm -hmm. not like jerks in the way where they hate each other because even when he like flips them off, Cyclops like smiles and laughs. Yeah. And then when he calls them a D later on, it's like they're he's like, Okay, that's fair. Like yeah. it's not like they're angry at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then I liked um Mystique disguising herself as the like miniature Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Okay. I love everything about the fight inside the visitor center specifically yeah. anything that involves mystique because yeah mystique's uh powers make for a really interesting fight mm -hmm. and so when logan goes to check something and then he comes back but it's actually mystique and then mm -hmm. logan comes out and then it's just two logans fighting and then oh i just love the misdirection in the wolverine and storm slash mystique scene because storm comes up after frying toad and you expect that either both of them are the same person or Wolverine is Mystique. And so you're like, oh, Storm is going to get in trouble now. 
But then Wolverine yeah. turns around, stabs her, and then you're like, oh no, Mystique, she she stabs Storm. And then Storm's actually the one that is yeah. that is Mystique. And what makes the scene even greater is just what comes before. Because it's mm-hmm. immediately after Storm frying Toad. She walks away, and then the next scene is her walking toward Logan. Yeah. So you're left heavily to assume that it is actually Storm. Yeah, something with the battle. Is Storm at a disadvantage fighting inside rather than outside? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I would think so. And I was just, I just realized that like that's kind of a stupid power to have if you're fighting inside. Yeah, but I feel like it's a very powerful power if you're fighting outside. Yeah. Totally. But I think it's like she can still create like wind and like change kind of the climate inside. She just can't do like big things. Like she can't she just can't create a tornado yeah. or like lightning bolt someone when they're indoors. Okay. But she can still like create like wind storms, I think. Yeah. And something that like I never like I guess realized the cleverness of is that Storm's eyes cloud over whenever she's yeah, using she her get, powers. And it's like she... I get what you did there. And also, Magneto is just a really smart villain. He thinks a lot of things through. Like, the way he captures everyone inside the Statue of Liberty with having Scott with the goggles off facing Jean. You have Mm -hmm. a storm just kind of captured, but you can't do anything because they're inside a copper, like... Two, basically. Room, yeah, kind of. And then you have Logan having his claws pointing at himself yeah it's all just very much thought out rather than just having metal wrap around their bodies okay so does magneto levitate because his suit is made of metal yeah that's really cool i like that's smart yeah i think that's pretty neat i think that's clever yeah i have to say i like when magneto bends wolverine's claws oh no that hurts Mm -hmm. me it hurts oh yeah it does it like it hurts to me too like i can like feel how painful that would be the way i imagine it is imagine you have a fingernail and no! then someone just tears it off <laughs> <laughs> no like not but tears off like the whole fingernail like not yeah just, just the end of it like a banana peel <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm sorry blake i don't i don't want to cause you any harm Another question is, what is Sabretooth's power? Is he just strong? He's j- basically He's just a Sabretooth. Wolverine. Yeah, he does. But does he have regeneration as well? Because he gets stabbed a lot of times. I think he does have regeneration from what I may recall. Yeah, but he doesn't have the metal claws. He just has bone claws, I think. Yeah, his regeneration isn't as strong as Wolverine's. And his claws, his claws are like from his fingertips. And those are like... Oh, yeah, that's right. They're just sharper. So what happens if he gets a pedicure? Um, he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the white streak reference for Rogue because that's her appearance in the comics. In the yeah. comics, she has a white streak in her hair. So I liked that detail. And then, let's see, so they rescue her and then that's kind of just like the end of the climax and so they all go back to the school. Mm-hmm. But we get teased that um, Mystique is actually still alive because the like guard checks on her but thinks it's another guard yeah it's like this guard got stabbed yeah but he has the three like he's got the wolverine stabs in him yeah i thought that was that was a cool detail yeah and then i liked the like ending with 
Logan and Rogue where they're like saying goodbye to each other mm-hmm. because it's like Logan's once again leaving because like he's a loner kind of like the, his character is a loner yeah and then I like the like news broadcast that's going on in the background mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah and it's Mystique oh it's teased that Mystique's alive but you know she's alive by the end cause... yeah yeah I think it's kind of like, how did nobody else notice the large orange eyes and center? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, looking straight at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and then I liked how you hear that, like the center body's like, been found. Yeah, the body's been found, and it appears that he was mauled by a bear. Wait, whose body? Um, the, the senator's the... aide. Oh who, yeah. Which Mystique oh. was disguised as at the beginning when he was kidnapped. Yeah. Wait. Which so Senator Kelly's assistant was mauled by a bear, who Mystique was disguised. a saber tooth. They think it was mauled by a bear, but it is saber tooth. They you, it's implied that it was saber tooth who did it. Oh, that's interesting. I never noticed that. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I have one last note for this movie. I don't know if there's a deep meaning behind Magneto losing to a pawn in the chess game. Do you think there's any, like... Yeah, so I was actually looking this up. So if you look at how the chessboard is set up, um, per Xavier's um, chess pieces are mostly pawns, and he's gotten rid of his, like, higher-up ones. Mm. Where Magneto's is most... He's gotten rid of... He's sacrificed all his pawns because he's concerned about the higher-ups. Because mm-hmm. that's his lines. Um... so... It's, his whole plan was to turn all the world leaders into a mutant so that something something was something <laughs> something. And so it's like the two different like philosophies of like focusing on the small people instead of focusing on the big people. I would also like to say it's also very funny because this came out in 2000, right? Yep. Yeah. It has, it also kind of parallels the Lord of the Rings in a way, because in the Lord of the Rings, Gandalf's whole thing is he likes the hobbits because they're simple, and it's not great deeds of valor that keep evil in check, it's the small deeds of everyday folk, simple acts of kindness. And I think that's just, <laughs> when he, like, this has nothing to do with either movie, but I just, it's <laughs> funny for me to think about it. All right, so let's move on to discussion questions. So I came up with the first two, and then we see, did, do you think that we already talked about yours um i would like to talk about it a little bit more okay all right so our first discussion question is who was your favorite mutant whether it's a bad mutant or a good mutant who is your favorite is this based on character or powers character uh both i guess you can take both into account because that makes it hard um i would say favorite is hmm, i'm gonna go with professor x more on character than powers Hmm. okay Hayden, do you have a favorite moon? Uh, mine is the opposite of Matthew. Is my favorite character is um, Gandalf, Magneto. Mr. Dan McKellen, and my, Magneto. Um, no, and my favorite one for powers is John Luke Picard. Huh. Nice. Because I would say Magneto is my favorite because of powers. Yeah. Would, yeah. So I would maybe say that too. I'm having trouble with this one. Because I'm also just coming from a character perspective as well. <laughs> Your favorite is Toad for both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between Logan or Scott. Because Logan, I really like how he's represented. And he just kind of seems like... I'm trying to look at them both as if like 
if I had a friend, which one would I rather have as a friend? Almost kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, who could I... Who, Who's a better... Who could I go and have a fun time at Red Robin with? And I think... I would that, choose Wolverine for that question. I think, I think I'm going Logan, but just slightly above Scott. Because I think Scott's a really cool guy, but I think logan is a really cool character and i really like how he's represented and i also like his relationship with rogue i thought that was a really unique relationship all right uh then now let's do least favorite mutant who is your least favorite code for both (laughs) hayden i think honestly it's a i didn't hate toad any more than i hated any of the other ones i think it's any of the goons on the bad side i think any of them if you had, worse, if but... you had to choose one to scrap completely, which one would it be? I guess it would be Toad, but I don't know. So I also kind of have trouble with this one because for sure I'd take away one of the goons, whether it be Toad or Sabretooth. Because Mystique, I think, is fine. I think Mystique is really interesting. She serves as a plot device more than a character, and I, I yeah. guess it's fair. But I think cool scenes come from her character and mm-hmm. her abilities specifically her abilities like her character as a whole isn't like she doesn't have a character other than yeah. being a plot device but, yeah, like but she gets abilities. developed in the later movies a lot yeah. more but honestly i think i have to go with Sabretooth as one that i'd as the one that i'd scrap i'd scrap any of them i mean i don't care that much <laughs> just because it makes just like movie tropes it makes sense to have a big guy to be like your enforcer yeah and so him being there makes more sense than toad being there yeah but like but both of them suck. Like, Toad <laughs> sucks no matter what. But that's the thing. Yeah. I expected Toad to suck because it's Toad. Sabretooth had potential, and he didn't really do much. Yeah. So I feel like I need to say Sabretooth just because I don't like how he was represented. And then okay, Toad just because it's Toad, and Toad sucks. All right. Now, we see this was a question that you wrote down. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, and I I think we talked a little bit about it, but yeah. So basically, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on like how it portrays racial problems and like the metaphors for the civil rights movement. Because I was I was actually looking up. Um, I read a Rolling Stone article that was an interview with Stanley, and he was talking about how like he was definitely aware of the symbolism as he was writing it. But that something I found interesting is it was not a conscious choice to make Professor X like Martin Luther King Jr. and to make Magneto like Malcolm X. Oh. That that was not a conscious decision, but that he was definitely aware of the like metaphors for the overall civil rights movement. So I just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on that. So like for me, like I can definitely tell those like undertones, right? Mm-hmm. i'm not the biggest history guy you guys are both like huge on history so i don't want to say anything history wise because i'm just not well versed in history but like i can definitely tell the racial undertones in this movie and i i think it's really interesting especially you know since we have some recent um like kind of political um events that have occurred with the uh, black lives mm-hmm. matter it's it was really interesting to look at and especially just after some of those things that have occurred and i don't know they they tackle it more in like other movies 
because basically it comes from other like just diversity in general basically they they tell like a mute like a parents tell their mutant son like have you ever tried like not being a mutant so like mutants just <laughs> yeah mutants just kind of have yeah. this like they're just diverse but they're born to be diverse and there's nothing you can do about that and you get that from racial undertones and then you also got like sexuality undertones as well so yeah. I, I think it's just a really interesting um illustration mm-hmm. my two cents on it are like i said before is it's done comic booky and so that makes me not care that much mm. it's like i imagine the people who made the movie their thing is like these people are different there have been issues with people being different in history aka civil rights movement aka holocaust and why don't we make that an undertone which obviously makes kind of sense with the whole x-men and the plot of the movie as a whole but then it's just like we don't like these people because they're different and then it's like in the real world that's never how it goes there's you always other reasons and so it just feels comic booky to me Mm. Mm. okay and also i think that magneto's plan as a whole to make everyone mutants like if people had that ability like some of the more diverse people of society like were able to do that they'd want to do it because for me i don't know what it's like to be not white because i'm white so i don't know Mm -hmm. what it's like to not be white and so therefore i can never have a clear understanding of how someone of skin of a different color would feel yeah i think that plan is actually really interesting like yeah people die but like it's still (laughs) a really clever plan and i it feels like a more realistic plan if Mm -hmm. someone who is on the diverse side of things were to want to do that yeah i also found it interesting and like i knew about like the undertones going into the movie but um one of the things i noticed um when the senator is getting out of the car and getting onto the helicopter and there's that like group of people that are like destroy the mutants or whatever yeah how like one of them is like raising up a doll that is being noosed and it's like yeah and on the doll it's like written mutant and it's like okay wow like that's pretty clear what you're trying to say there yeah and so i i, I don't know i just found the whole like undertone thing very interesting all right and moving on to our last discussion question so this may be hard for hayden to answer because hayden hasn't he's a nerd oh i'm the nerd because i haven't <laughs> seen the x-men movies or the whatever, marvel yeah hayden hasn't seen a lot of the mcu movies but from what he knows hayden and Weezy and me um how do you guys think x-men stands up when compared to the other mcu movies um i don't know it's like it's kind of just in the middle for me like it's not the best it's not the best marvel movie and i i actually don't know what i say is the worst marvel movie so like it's just kind of there i would say it's maybe better than some but i would say it's probably on the low end of mcu movies yeah yeah i'd agree with that yeah it's like if not if it's not in like the middle range of like bad to good mcu movies it would be lower it's not above Mm -hmm. like the average uh hayden the only mcu movies you've seen are are the spider-man movies and avengers correct yeah so based on the last time i saw avengers was eight years ago so i I don't 
I, I don't feel confident giving it that uh, giving it a ranking. But I will say that X Men was a, a it was a fine movie. It's what I would call a comic book movie. And, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it, you know, comic book movies where it's like one of those. And this is just me. I don't like. I'm not that into superheroes and stuff. And so it's just like a movie about a characters that I don't care that much for, but it's still entertaining, and I still get what the movie's made for, and I still had fun watching it. So oh, I'd say it's a good superhero movie. It, okay. it I don't know. It it didn't make me upset. Yeah, that's a, that sounds good. <laughs> If that's it doesn't make you upset, it's a good comic book movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So let's move on ahead to ratings. Do one of you guys want to go first? Because Hayden's going first. I'm going nope, to. Yeah, Hay- Hayden probably has figured this one out already. No, we see always goes first. Nope, you go first. I need time. No, no, no. Come on, we see. No, this is the. This oh is yeah, the we, thing. We, you see, go we first. see. We see needs to go first because he always needs to change it. Changes it. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will give it a seventy-seven. Higher than Clone Wars. No, that is same Clone as Wars. Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, did you give that? I just yeah. watched Clone Wars episode. I thought you gave the seventy-four. No, I gave it a seventy-seven. He he, he first. Okay. Did you, I think you bumped it up to seventy-seven. Yeah. Okay. So I'm putting right. this at a 77. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Hayden, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. So I'm kind of uh, torn with this one. Is I feel like I could give it a 7, but I don't feel like I enjoyed it that much. I don't know. There's nothing really to think about afterwards. It's just a movie. And I feel like that's a good 7, but I feel like other movies that are 7s kind of do that better. So I'm thinking about giving it a 6, but I still feel like a 6 is too low, and I'm not going to waste a half point on this. <laughs> i have like a list that i made where this like six out of ten means this for a movie and seven out of ten kind of means this for a movie i got it from some youtuber I, I unfortunately can't remember who it was but six out of ten is enjoyed watching didn't waste your time don't have interest in watching again seven out of ten is would see again but likely in a while could recommend to someone mostly good but have flaws Okay, I'm gonna plug it into a number generator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, hey, number generator was seven, so I guess it's a seven. Right. Actually, no, wait, based off your thing, no, it's definitely not a seven, it's a six. 60? Oh, no, I'm sorry, six out of 10. It's a six out of 10. Come on, dude. I'm sorry. I don't do 100 scale. How many times do I have to do against this? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing for me. So you guys are both either saying it's about as good as the Clone Wars movie. Or it's lower. Uh, yeah. For me, it's better. I think this is better personally. Okay. I'd rather watch the I... X Men than watch the Clone Wars movie. I think that's fair. Because for me, Hayden, you talk about this how like the Clone Wars is a movie that makes you think. The Clone Wars is a movie that mm-hmm. makes me think, but X Men makes me think more about yeah. X Men as a movie personally. I think that's fair because it's also something that goes along with just personal preference. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. Star Wars far more than I like comic books and I don't know I think you guys like Star Wars more but you definitely like superhero stuff far more than I do and mm-hmm. so I think it's fair j- just to like enjoy this type of movie way more than I do. Yeah. So I think I want to say I think I'm going to do an 80 I'm going to go an 89. Oh whoa. Okay. Jeez. Hold on. I'm gonna go eighty. Sorry, I'm gonna go eighty-five. Okay. Just right in between. Okay. So, so what I gave for Clone Wars. 
Well, I gave an 8.5 spice. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I think that's I, I, I may have to think about it. Weezy, it kind of sounded like you were thinking of changing yours. Well, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's my character. <laughs> so I am going to switch it to a 79. Oh. Uh, yeah, 79. Eh, okay, yeah. so we have 6 out of 10. Yes. 60. Um, six. No. <laughs> it's a 6 out of 10. <laughs> 6 out of 10, we got 79 and 85? Mm-hmm. I think this is our most varied one yet, other than maybe the yeah. uh, first one. Dude, dude, because <laughs> the I Disney don't... Channel summer. Well, because on. I gave it a five, and you guys gave it like a twenty and a yeah. thirty. Wait, dude, you like this only about like one tenth more than the summer sing along? Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's fair. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I don't care that much about it. I don't like. If you're like, what would you rather watch? I'd rather watch this, but I'd also <laughs> rather watch a lot of other things. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Okay, I'm gonna go with a 80... 86. I'm going with 86 and locking in 86. <laughs> so we got 86, 6 out of 10, and 79? Yes. Okay. Dang it. I, I'm not a big fan of... Because I think that still means the Clone Wars movie is higher than this. Yeah. Because maybe <laughs> put his so low. So that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Do you want me to move it up? No, like, no, no, no. I don't want you no. to change. I didn't hate no, this movie, no, no. but I didn't love it. I don't want you to change your opinion on the movie just because we're telling you to. If you, if that's yeah, truly I'm... your opinion that it's a six out of ten movie, then stick with that. It's also one of those things where I don't care that much. Yeah, because like, so it honestly, could be a seven out of ten. How, how how you were talking about it? Like again, six out of ten is enjoyed watching, didn't waste your time, don't have interest in watching again. That's generally how you sound. 7 out of 10 would see again, but likely in a while could recommend to someone mostly good but have flaws. 6 out of 10 does seem more like you, but again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are probably right. That's only like two points under the Clone Wars, so. Well, 20. <laughs> no, the average no. is only like two points under what we our average for the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Wait, so because the average for this one would be like a, like a 7, 75. Like, yeah, roundabouts. So, I think that's a fair score for it, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's a fair score. I'm not too upset with it, because yeah. our overall score for Clone Wars would 77, be... 77, I think. It was okay, 77.3, yeah, I, I think. I mean, I don't have too big an issue with that. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. We've all locked ours in. Mine is 80... Mm -hmm. What did I say? 86? Yep. 86. Yeah. Weezy said 79. Hayden yes. said 6. 6. All right. Locked in. <laughs> The cut of 100. <laughs> if you want to see how this is compared to our other average scores for all the other movies we've discussed, uh, I've linked our entire Disney Plus catalog list in the show notes. So if you want to go check that out and see what we generally think on average about everything, I'm going to put this on a Marvel specific ranking list. So it's going to be all movies that are Marvel. Now we just have to do fan four stick. Fan four stick, yes. My favorite. Oh god, I don't want to watch that movie. So next week, we are going to be talking about the first season of Phineas and Ferb. So we've given about three weeks to prepare, so we think we'll be ready, and hopefully you'll be ready as well. So get ready for that. We're going to talk 
about that season. If you have any recommendations for us on what to watch, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Disney Plus The Boys, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at Disney Plus Boys. If you'd like, or we'd even if you don't like, we'd still appreciate you leaving a review. We appreciate a good review, like, and also if you leave a bad review, mm, don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How about no? If you want to leave a bad review, just ignore us and just go on with your life. Or you can leave a five-star review and either just leave it as a rating or leave us a review telling us what you like. Or just a mediocre review, you know, and then tell us what we can improve on. We'd appreciate that as well. Leaving reviews help us to be seen more by people just searching around the podcast atmosphere. So it would really help us. And there is a lot of work put into this podcast, so we'd appreciate uh, being seen more. And then also, I am part of another Disney podcast called Mouse House Weekly. If you just want to look at... (laughs) Your opinions on music suck. (laughs) If you need more Disney content, you can check out Mouse House Weekly and you can listen to me and JJ's recent episode on Disney soundtracks, which people seem to hate because we talk about overrated soundtracks. (laughs) So, Mary Poppins is great. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Wait, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy, Hayden? Oh, shoot, I have seen those movies, those too. Marvel, those okay, are those... Marvel movies you've seen. I for... I completely forgot I saw those movies, but those movies are really good, too. Those are those are, those are are top-tier comic book movies. Yay, there's a Marvel comic book movie that Hayden likes. Yes! I mean, I like the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, oh, yeah that's it. <laughs> All right. There's none of them that I hated. There's just some of them that I don't love. Hayden, I'm trying to end the episode. Can you please? <laughs> I'm joking. Can I'm, you I'm... shut <laughs> up? Please. Sorry. I'm joking. All right. Anyway, thank you for listening. We're just the boys being dudes. We'll plus you later. Or we'll see you next week. I realized that I said we'll see you next week, last week. And then, so, but you're not seeing us. So maybe we'll stick with plus you later. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> I want to uniquely start this one. So I'm going to go with this. What's your favorite holiday? What? Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Mount... <sighs> I got him. <laughs> got him, boys. <laughs> what the heck, dude? What? Where is this coming from? Where? How? Who's? Who's? Who? Who? What the? What? How? Where? Where? Oh. 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 We see. Do you know what's Are you? I don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's what happened. I, I opened up an art, the article that we're doing for news, and it started playing a video, and so the video just started blaring on my headphones, and I thought it was one of you guys playing something, so I got really confused. But now I realize how funny it is for me to freak out, and you guys can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that is so good. Oh, that is great.